When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, McCoy. Hey, McCoy. <laughs> Welcome in to the PHNX Suns <laughs> podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith, here with Gerald Bourget, Espo, and Saul Bookman. You guys sad, happy, like indifferent, (laughs) Uh, you feeling confused, excited? I have an answer for you. Cue it, Shane. Here at PHNX, we will literally build him his own game room. Roll the tape, Shane. Bumba Clyde, it's Kevin Durant. Let's go. Hey, Kevin Durant, if you come to the Phoenix Suns, my friend, you and I will have a fantastic time getting blazed. There is one guy out there that could turn this franchise completely around. It is this man, the one. <laughs> the book of KD. Yes. That's right, baby. He will, he will save us. Listen, Kevin Durant. Listen, buddy. Listen, KD. As you think about where to go, you need to understand there's only one place and one place only. You could turn the fortunes of a franchise to be completely on your shoulders and someone that has never won a championship before. You could be the first. Kyrie's on the move, which means KD's on the move, baby. He's coming to the Suns. Let's go. Saul, we're sorry. We're here for you, my friend. You know what? We're here for you. Okay, see? So at first I was like, okay, I'm ready to give up on this. It's all good. Now I'm like, you know what? Espo, you better pray to God. <laughs> Double down, Saul. No way. Double down, Saul. Do it. Now, man, I'm going double as hard on KD. Let's go. <laughs> KD's coming to the Valley. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Maybe I'm just trying to reverse jinx yet again after I said, hey, maybe it could happen. I maybe think that I was a little premature. You should have at least waited until Friday to nah. play that. Yeah. Okay. Nah, All right. Call my shot. All right. All right, Call Espo. my shot. All right, Espo. All right. Well, let's, let's just start with that That's as okay. the first question. Is are you on the team? It's completely dead, done and over with. Katie to Phoenix is not happening. Or are you on the team? Well, there's still a chance. <laughs> Here, this is what I'll say. I will say that I I am more in 
the first, or the former, I guess you would say, mm -hmm. that I do think that this is basically dead. However, if there was one player that would flip-flop <laughs> and cause a scene and try to get his way anyway, it would be Kyrie. Like, and so, and, and I will say this, uh, Brian Windhorst, I believe, um, has been on the record saying that it's not over with, with um, Kevin Durant. Like, he still is feeling some type of way about this whole situation. So who knows? Look, for me, it's over for the time being. It could come back up, say, December, if things in Brooklyn are looking like a mess and they decide, hey, we, we're going to... We're going to blow this up, try to get something for Kyrie before he goes. KD wants out. But the only way you get there in the future is if you re-sign DeAndre Ayton now. So, and now we're hearing, oh, it sounds like the Suns are likely going to keep DeAndre Ayton. I think the door may be open, but not this offseason. I think it's later on uh, come season, the regular season. I think it's most likely that KD and Kyrie are still on the nets at the start of the season. I don't think it's completely dead yet because even though he's opted in, the Nets could still look at this situation and be like, do we really want another year of dealing with this shit? They seem very over his antics at this point. They seem over this whole situation. And it's a little bit different if Kyrie's forcing your hand as far as, you know, considering other options. And, you know, if Kyrie's gone, then KD's definitely gone. It's different if Kyrie wants to return and KD wants him back, that could easily shut this down. But if the Nets decide that they want to trade him and there are actual trade suitors out there that are willing to A, take him on, and B, have an assurance from Kyrie that, yes, I would be interested in staying here next summer in free agency, then we can talk. But that's a lot of dominoes that have to fall, and it just it feels unlikely at this point, even if it's not completely dead yet. I think I'm going to go on the, on, on the ledge and just say that I do feel like this is a tad bit premature. Mm. I just, I, I, I don't know. There's something about this whole situation that doesn't necessarily feel like everything's kosher all the way through yet. Right. Well, I think it's because like Chandler in the comments just brought up a good point. Nets owner was liking anti-Kyrie tweets earlier this week. Yeah, he does he not. He was saying some sassy yeah. stuff on Twitter. <clears throat> and I understand like, again, you could just say things to be like, trying to play hardball because agents are saying things to play hardball and combat some of the rumors that are circling around the team and the issues at hand or whatever. But if it gets to the point where both sides are publicly being like, and then you have a third party in there and KD who are all saying things about each other, like at some point in time, you guys just got to be take a step back and be like, maybe this isn't a healthy relationship for us. What do rich, powerful men hate the most? when their employees try to force them into something that they don't want to necessarily do, which was what Kyrie was trying to do. He was trying to strong arm the situation because he had the power because he could claim, I'll just opt out and sign a mid-level exception, so you better get something for me. And so I'm sure part of it's that. Part of the acrimony is uh, people in power don't like to be you know, jerked around like that. So they get angry about it. I think Kyrie had every right to play it the way he did. But look, I think the only teams that would be interested were the five he had on his list because nobody's going to take a swing on Kyrie hoping that all of a sudden, you know, he's just the guy that plays along and, and does everything the way you want if you trade for him, if he doesn't want to be there. 
He wants to be with the Lakers, it really sounds like. I don't think that the Nets are going to accept, uh, you know, Russell Westbrook in return for that. It makes no sense for them. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the only the wild card here, I'll say this, is if the Knicks strike out on Jalen Brunson and then go to the Nets and say, we got all these draft picks, we got some yeah, young but, talent. But by but, then, DA is probably out of the picture well, because DA will have signed his – Either his deal, or he would have gotten an offer from somewhere else that he's he signed, and so then you can't trade Da. If you're the Suns, KD yeah, would be out of the picture at that point. But that's what I'm saying. Why I think there's such a slim window here for for the Suns to pull this off this off season, and it it would take somehow Kyrie either backing off of what he said yesterday, or the Nets changing their mind and trading for. Uh, for Russell Westbrook's, uh, you know, <clears throat> big money there, which would make no sense either. So I just, I think if anything happens, it's it's later. I, I think with the DA situation, I would be surprised if it goes beyond a certain window as far as those talks or possibilities. But there is a scenario where all these other teams that, we, like we've talked about on draft night, they don't have the cap space or the trades, the means to get DA and DA looks around and realizes the Suns were his only option, and the Suns try to kind of lowball him a little bit, and those negotiations take longer than expected. That's kind of the only situation where that would give that kind of Kevin Durant situation to time to develop. Um, I, I just I have a really hard time seeing the Nets pulling the plug on this themselves. Like if Kyrie was out, okay, that's one thing. That's reading the writing on the wall, but. To preemptively blow it up when you've got them coming back, I don't think they're a title contender right now. Like they're in the luxury tax, they're deep in the luxury tax, and they are fully relying on Ben Simmons to be the Ben Simmons at his best and Joe Harris to come back healthy after an injury stricken year. Like I don't think they're a title contender. So in my mind, it feels like the Nets should be looking at this situation like, okay, what are we going to do? Are we just prolonging the inevitable? by bringing these guys back for another year in a first or second round exit. Like, I mean, they have four viable pieces that they can completely retool their entire franchise with, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, and put themselves in a position where they can take advantage of a youth movement and kind of retool and get the people that they think uh, will be beneficial in the long run. Like right now, they don't have those guys, To in my estimation. Kyrie is by far the most unreliable player in the NBA next to Ben Simmons. Like those two are neck and neck with each other and for different reasons. Like it's, it's just, it is what it is. And I understand, you know, what Espo said about Kyrie, you know, uh, you know, doing what he had to do and, and taking advantage of the situation. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, cool. On paper, he took advantage of the situation, but I fundamentally disagree with why he's trying to take advantage of the situation because that dude didn't do what he was supposed to do to get on the court. Like, he just didn't. Like, and as a franchise, you can't trust players that aren't going to do what they need to do to get on the court. You just can't. Whatever their reasoning be, you're paying them to play basketball, and he wasn't playing basketball, period. And so I wouldn't trust Kyrie with anything. I wouldn't <laughs> trade for Kyrie. The Nets, if they can find a suitable uh, trade partner, man, I would trade him for a bag of chips right now. I would not care. But we're assuming, too, that if Kyrie gets traded – in, in any reasonable amount of time that the Nets are just going to right, right away turn around and deal KD like like they have to get rid of him as fast <clears throat> as possible. And that's just not the case. They could wait to deal KD too. That's the thing here. They're, I mean, they, they could wait in further into the summer. But, they could try to just see if they want to keep him 
long term. He's under contract for four years. I just there's no neat, tidy package where this gets no, done. No, but but because you have him for four years, and right now KD's value right now, as we speak today, is the highest it may be as we move forward. Like right. you might get you might get halfway through the season and him still be healthy and him still you know be a valuable asset. Sure, but you're taking that risk. If you play him at all, like right now, he's a valuable asset, especially consider he has four years on his deal. So like any franchise, especially the Suns, knowing that you would get KD for four years, you would throw the kitchen sink to try and get KD at this point. So I feel like KD's value is is tremendous at this moment. And the Nets know that too. Like they do. So if if they can't find a way to make this all work, I just... I honestly, I don't think it's over. and I definitely don't think it's over in terms of Kyrie being traded. I don't think that's over. Now, KD come to the Suns, you know, why, that's debatable. Why not trade for both of them? <laughs> Gross. Do it, Espo. Do it. No. Do it, Espo. CP3, DA. I'm just kidding. Throw in some expiring contracts, some picks. The math would make my head spin for I, starters. Look, I hey. have to look into that. But I... I'm on the record of saying I would much rather have Chris Paul than Kyrie Irving at this point, and I don't Gerald, care if that's we controversial. Today. I did. I pulled the ripcord. I did, but he pulled the cord. I egged him on. <laughs> My like, bad. I like Kyrie is a phenomenal basketball talent, and his career has been highly overrated by one Finals performance that he had. Look, I will look, say that want... entirely. I'll take Chris Paul's career and where he is now, what he brings to the table now. Than Kyrie's career and what he brings to the table now, seven out of seven times of the week. Yeah, but wouldn't you take KD over DA any day of the week? Yes, I would. So then it evens out where it might be worth it. Look, I'm just saying this mm. because if Dreamin's free and everybody on Twitter is going to tell me no, KD's still coming here because they're they're in the uh, you know the where they're still trying to negotiate in their mind ways to get things done then why not ma- imagine a world where you're just like, well, we'll bring both of them in then. Well, I'm well, cause a, I need to check the math. Oh, well, I can figure out all. the math and B, <laughs> B like, I'm not out here saying anything. Of I the sort. Like I, I still think it's probably not going to happen. I just am not ready to shut the door on it entirely yet. I'm also not ready to say this. I would take CP3's career over Kyrie. I just wouldn't. Because That's I think, insane. I think, I think Kyrie's high no. is higher than cp 3 Are you high. insane? That's insane. The guy's Ky- called the point guard. He's one of Kyrie, the greatest point guards of all time. Kyrie is, is it literally might be one of the best scores we've ever seen in the league. No, Great. he's not. He and, did it one year and he's been a head case. One set. year? In the playoffs when it counted? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, now you're changing the rules. You said one year. It's not one year. He's, one year in the playoffs Habitually torch defenses. Like, how how do you understand how this is? Plus, I would take the ring. Like, Kyrie came through in the finals and carried that team in the fourth quarter to get a championship. CP3 disappeared in the finals when the team needed him most. I would take Kyrie. Yeah, if CP3 had LeBron. It's been proven you can build CP3 teams around had Chris Booker. Paul. Booker, what's wrong with that? Booker isn't LeBron. Oh, okay. All right. Well, is that yeah, LeBron's <laughs> are at worst the second greatest player of all time? That's not and LeBron didn't do shit on offense in that fourth quarter. Kyrie carried them. All LeBron did in Again. that fourth quarter was the block. That's it. That's Again, it. One great finals performance. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking about the series. He had a great finals. He had a great playoff run. His career has been highly inflated by that. You take that away. You got a guy who teams have not been able to build around as their best player who has sabotaged team as he's left them team after team. And hasn't done shit without LeBron on his roster. Like, he is overrated as hell. I'll take Chris Paul's career 
10 times out of 10 over I his. think the biggest thing within this argument, too, is you cannot separate the person from the basketball player. Well, in this and, case, and, I'm, and I, I don't think that you should in you any can't. situation, to be completely honest, but you cannot separate the two. And even though Kyrie is a phenomenal basketball player, you also have to take into consideration. And when you're looking at the Suns specifically, right, like in this dream scenario or fantasy or whatever, nightmare scenario, um, <laughs> we're talking about the Suns. Would James Jones and Monty even entertain the idea of a guy like Kyrie on their team? Because no, they if they don't like, based on the rumors, I'm not saying this is like legitimate or anything, but based on the rumors, if they don't like DA, they're definitely not going to like Kyrie. So that's <laughs> that's the whole situation here no, is you just have to take both the player and the person. I, absolutely. Like, like, And Josh Hunt is making a good point. Kyrie is a fantastic individual basketball player. He's not the best team player. And I agree. I agree with that. I do agree with that. Like, Gerald would take the CP3 team route and what he's done his entire career. I'm taking the flash in the pan. Like, I'm taking the one moment where he was so good, he helped get a championship. Like, and if we had that flash in the pan last year, maybe we have a ring. But we don't. And so, do you want the ring or do you want long-term success? And that is basically the Arizona argument for my entire life is we've we've never had the hottest players hot ever like we've always had the second but we've never had the hottest players hot and so like Barkley hot as hell but then there's Michael Jordan and it's like we get so close we have uh you know CP3 and Booker playing phenomenal then they run in to fucking Giannis and it's like you never have a player that can overcome that greatness and what I'm saying is is if Kyrie was was in that game or if he was in the finals last year with the Suns maybe his hot would be enough to overcome somebody like Giannis and that's the argument that you're you're, you're essentially having but I do agree CP3's career way better than Kyrie's totally agree but if we're talking about individual talent and how high it could possibly take you that's a different discussion I love that we got into this entire storm not not the Kyrie <laughs> stuff but the KD stuff Simply based off the pre there were there's never been any concrete information tying KD directly to the Suns. It's always been if this happens and that happens and this happens, well, we think KD will want to play here and would ask for this. Like, and now people are getting bent out of shape over something we were trying to connect the dots on and hoping would happen. I just think it's I think it's funny that I, but that's that, that's how the offseason works though. And how many times have we seen or heard rumors like this for other teams, right? Mm -hmm. And we're like, well, like okay, like we never heard anything concrete about Kyrie going to Lakers, not from Kyrie, not from the Nets, not from the Lakers. No, it's all been speculation and people in the business who have speculated certain things and then that's how these things end up manifesting themselves. Did, so, again, where there's smoke, there might be fire is basically what everybody's hoping for. Did you hear wind horse? or Woj or Shams or anybody have a direct report linking KD <clears throat> to this. No, but that's the difference. <laughs> Kyrie and the Lakers were directly reported with bringing up sources. We have not heard sure, anything and, concrete in that and light again, connecting. And again, but that didn't even happen. And it no, didn't even, it seemingly didn't even come close to happening because he opted in yesterday. Because the Nets didn't want Russell Westbrook. Is what it came down to. But the, so that's what the reporting says, because that's what they were going to have to do to make the math work. And the Nets said, nah, we okay. don't want we, we wouldn't want a Russell Westbrook. I will say this. 
I, I'm not I'm not completely hyping up Flex, but Flex was right about CP3. Mm-hmm. He had talked about it before it happened, mm-hmm. and it happened. Um, he's doubling down on the KD thing as if it's not over, and I'm going to trust him because Look, he's, I, I, he hasn't I been wrong. Flex. He has he was not wrong on CP3, and there were some rumblings and and some of the fire that that could have led to this. I'm just simply saying. Anything we've heard has been speculatory when it came to Katie and the Suns and everybody. There's there's a whole faction that's either disappointed now or is oh that the, the fire's still burning for this right. And look, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be heartbroken if it doesn't happen. And if it does happen, great. That's exciting in and of itself. But like, are you prepared to eat crow? Because I just got something. What'd you get? I got Los Angeles Clippers center Ivak Zubac has just agreed on a three year thirty three. <laughs> Which I don't, I don't, is that factual or it's from I don't understand how these reports are coming out when free agency hasn't started yet. But because nobody gives a shit anymore, like, it's just how it is. I mean, can't you? You can't negotiate with your own team. You're not supposed to. Not no. till free agency starts. You know that they all do, but it's just <laughs> interesting that they're being reported beforehand now. So the league's just like screw it. Tampering's gonna happen. <laughs> Basically, yeah. all I know. Is that normally mm-hmm. we talk about four peaks while you're having fun with your friends or a good time out. <laughs> Is that what we're doing right <laughs> now? But four peaks can also be there for you if you're having a rough time with your team. You can grab all your friends. You can come hang out with us tomorrow at the Four Peaks Brewery on 8th Street in Tempe and you can drink your sorrows away. Or if you're on the camp that's super stoked about this, you can celebrate with Four Peaks beer. Whatever one floats your boat, we're here for you. Um, And so is Four Peaks. So come hang out with us tomorrow. We'll be uh, live with all of our shows at the Four Peaks Brewery again on 8th Street in Tempe pretty much all day long. Yeah, and we'll be going live at 2 p.m. So come join us, grab a uh, Sun's Brew or whatever is your uh, your drink of choice, and we'll uh, we'll have a fun time out there. We're gonna we're gonna do a live snake draft too, which uh, you can heckle our picks live if you. Three dollar, four dollar drink specials. Like, come on out, have a beer, chat with us. We can talk about Kyrie and CP3 all day if you want. <laughs> and, look, and look, I'm not throwing shade at Flex. That wasn't. What I was trying to do, I, I like so. I, you know, I, yeah, we keep seeing that. That's not what's happening here at all. It's important to note that this time of year, there are a lot of smoke screens. There's a lot of information that's out there. We're not, you know, bashing anybody for no. reporting what they hear. I didn't think you guys were. No, no, but the chat keep... brought it up, so oh. I just wanted to make that clear that that was not what was but what was going from on. my perspective, at least as someone who covers the team. My job is to cover, you know facts that we get presented with and right now all of the breadcrumbs all of the facts point to kd and Kyrie running it back for one more year if we're wrong on that cool it's not like i'm out here making predictions but i am just saying based on the evidence we have in front of us here's what i think is going to happen if kd comes to the valley that'd be awesome but this is what is in front of us right now gerald won't make a prediction i will it's not happening <laughs> Well, if it does, then we know Espo's curse or Look, I'm fine with being the reverse jinx if it gets you a superstar. I mean, I don't me give too. a shit. I'm totally right. cool with you. No, no, no. See, but he's, he says that because he wants to win-win. That's why. He's like, well, you know, I, I was reverse jinxing it no matter what. No, like, I'm not so saying. So it's a win-win all the time. No, look, I'm not saying I'm reverse jinxing it. I believe what I'm saying, but I'm saying 
if me saying it creates that like it did with the CP3 stuff, I'm not going to be upset about that. The fact that Katie I know is that's here. why it's a win-win. Yeah, well, Either th- way, that's, a, look well, that's what life's about. You got to find win-wins, right? <laughs> Who wants a lose-lose or a lose-win? Nobody. Everybody wants a win-win. How about a win-win-win? Well, I'll take one of those too. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? What? Why? We literally just covered this. Phoenix Suns twenty-two. Is Gerald saying Flex doesn't speak facts? No. No. I, where? Did did the audio cut out or am I no, no, it's okay. speaking it's okay. in circles here? I think well, no. some people just tuned in. Honestly, honestly, all it is is that there uh, when you look at Sun's Twitter, Jay gets it. There Jay is get, literally half of Sun's Twitter who, for whatever reason, dislikes Flex, and then there is half of Sun's Twitter for whatever reason likes Flex, and it is the same type of situation as DeAndre and. Half of Sun's Twitter likes, half of Sun's Twitter dislikes, and neither one is changing their minds anytime soon. And it's become this like hot, contentious conversation. And that's just is what it is. Like, but but let's I don't want to be brought into it. I hate the off season. I fucking hate it. <laughs> Why? I, hate, I hate this period between because the people draft just want to fight. Agency. That's all it is. I don't mind it. They like, get bored and they want to fight, and that's all we do in the off season. We argue about the stupidest shit. Well, to I be fair, it. they do that. We all do that during the regular, regular season. season I don't. <laughs> I you're like not here on the show. <laughs> you're at the arena. <laughs> You don't see what we have to do with it. But at the end of the day, what you should be focusing on here instead of fighting with each other is at the end of the day, even though everyone has different opinions on the route that we get to a championship, we all want the same thing. And that is a championship. And you have to understand, too, that we all have (laughs) zero effing control over any of this shit. And it's on James Jones and Monty and the Suns organization. So don't let it ruin your relationships. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) That's we don't therapy, control this? Therapy Tuesday now. That's what this has become. I mean, I thought the reverse jinx was a real thing. I thought we had I control. I thought we had complete control of what was going on. Damn it. Um, I have a question that I need Shane or you to answer. Um, I went to this morning because yesterday we talked about the odds on DraftKings for DeAndre Ayton's next mm-hmm. landing spot. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking them up right now. They and they're gone. So they what gone. happened? What does this mean? Anybody know? Uh, it's it just means that again, it, it, there's so much movement that now with the news coming out, it's a developing situation. There's no reason to put odds on it because you don't know. I mean, all of the pe- bets that have been placed are still locked in. Like that doesn't mean anything. But it, for right now, they're just going to take it off. I don't know if it's going to come back, but I think also with the free agency deadline and everything. D. Det Nibble has it perfectly said. What? At least we're fighting over the possibility of KD in a Suns uniform instead of how Dragon Bender will look in the new uniform design. <laughs> yes. A million percent yes. See, he gets it. It's just, listen, these are good problems to have. You're either going to bring back a good player in DA or you're going to trade and get another great player in KD or you're going to trade and maybe get a slew of hopefully picks are good, good players, players for DA. Like you're a, you're a successful franchise from the last two seasons. People want what you have. The Suns realize that that's why they, they put in the, um, the, uh, what is it? Practice facility. No, the 16.4 million option. They, they took no. the option on DA because they understand that he has value. And in order for him to be traded, like you have to, you have, you had to uh, take that option. So, the Suns are going to be fine. They're going to be fine. They're going to be a good team next year. 
people don't want to hear 64 wins was a fluke because it wasn't. The playoffs didn't go the way you wanted it to. None of us wanted it to. But that doesn't mean it's going to be a recurring thing. They just came off the finals the year before. Right. It'll be okay. I still I still go back. If you flip-flop those two seasons, and the first year they had a, a disappointing loss in the second round, and they went to the finals last year, all the, the whole perspective is different, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, my God, they're on the right trajectory. This is insane. I can't wait for next year. Uh, but because it was reversed right now, that everybody's freaking out about that but, second round exit. But it's also they're freaking out because they understand that this DA situation was also afoot. And a really? lot of before KD was even a, a, a glimmer in anybody's eye, people thought because the rumors were out there that the Suns were basically going to trade him for a bunch of scrap parts. And that would have been a tragedy as well. So that was the debate earlier. And I think that's that's the desperation and the fear that Suns fans have. Because, listen, we've been down this road before. We don't want to go back. With different players. (laughs) You know, Joe Joe Jackson. Or I'm sorry, Joe, Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson, <laughs> Joe not Jackson, Michael Jackson's dad. Guy. Joe Johnson. Uh, you know, we were down the road with them. And we felt like we were right there on the, on, on the cusp of possibly an NBA championship. Joe Johnson leaves. Everything doesn't go quite according to plan, and it just fell apart. Suns fans don't want to go back down that road, so they have a little PTSD with this. By the way, Peyton Wigness in the chat asked, what do I think about Kendall? Kendall Marshall will be a great player with Phoenix. <laughs> and then he brings up, uh, are we sure Josh Jackson's better than uh, Jason Tatum? Verdict's still out. We'll let you know. <laughs> Ask me in 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on how his career in China goes. I don't know. <laughs> Is he in China? No. no. He's, not. He's with Detroit. Not yet. <laughs> I thought maybe I didn't miss some news. So anyway, back to this DA thing. Um, you can't bet on that on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, but there are tons of ways to come out on top in the octagon. And for UFC 276... Oy. There's one more that you guys can take advantage of with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, the official sports betting partner of the UFC. Yeah, I was doing my Bruce Buffer impersonation, right? You're hurting yourself. Fighting out of the red corner. Yeah. I thought you I thought you had a hernia. You're like, (laughs) no, that I. uh, I'm Shane got it. Shane is our resident uh, UFC expert, and he understood it immediately. Yeah, he's, it was fantastic. These guys don't understand <laughs> UFC. Nice try. Shane. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any UFC 276 fighter to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code PHNX this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shall we continue to fight over some Trade Machine Tuesday ideas? I would love to fight about, yes, Trade Machine Tuesday. (laughs) Let's do it. How exciting. All right, trade number one. Uh, Wait. What? Aren't you going to sing it? No. Come on. Sing the song. Sing the the song. Play the the clip. Play the the clip. Sing the song. No. Play the okay. clip. <laughs> Play the clip, Shade, if you got it. Just, ah, we just don't have it. Trade, trade Machine, machine Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Gerald uh, went far more in-depth than we're going to go on the show here over at gophnx.com in an article that he wrote today. He also added in a handful of other trades that we're not going to discuss today because, quite frankly, it would take us far too long. Mm. So if you want more... You can go to gophnx.com, sign up to become a member, and get access to all of that amazing uh, content that Gerald writes for our website. But what we are going to talk about are four different trade options that Gerald put together for us. Trade number one, 
The Suns receive Eric Gordon for Dario Saric, Landry Shamit, and a 2023 first round top 10 protected pick. Yay or nay? I, from what is being said, I think the Suns want to keep Saric. So I think the Suns may be a nay on this front because I think they look at Saric as being one of their options in the backup uh, center spot that can actually facilitate. But I still I still would say yay just because you need that shooting and a secondary ball handler more than I think you need Dario Saric. I, I, for the longest time I've been like, come on, I think people overvalue Dario Saric. But I will say this. I, I'm coming around to the fact that I do feel like we need to keep him mm-hmm. just because – you know, when JaVel, as much as I love JaVel and what he provided uh, to the Suns last year, there was just a little bit more to be desired in terms of his overall effectiveness for longer periods of time, especially when DA would get in foul trouble. You know what I mean? Like he was only good for 12 to 15 minutes a night. That's it for JaVel. Like otherwise he was fouling out regardless. So I like the idea of Dario staying on this team. So if you can make this work without um, giving him up, I would be all on board with it. I'm not so sure if I would include him in the deal either. Um, so before anyone jumps down my throat about any of these trades, these are just a thought exercise to give an idea of what it'll hypotheticals, cost. Hypotheticals, if you yes, will. Yes, hypotheticals, what it'll cost to get some of these players. Um, the Rockets are obviously going to want something of value. Landry Shamit, maybe they're not as high on that. They can take his four-year contract because the third year's partially guaranteed and the fourth's the team option. They're going nowhere right now. They're rebuilding. It's good to have role players on decent contracts for that reason. Sharch is an expiring deal. um, And then they would want some type of draft asset or a young player. So I threw in a first round pick. That's probably going to be in the 25 to 30 range anyway. So it's not that valuable. And the Rockets get what they want as far as a first round pick for Eric Gordon. My thing with this deal is when is Dario Sharch going to come back? And how healthy is he going to be? Because he did have that second knee surgery on his meniscus back in May. And there's no timetable for his return that we've heard of since. Which we never got any real confirmation on on whether that was a new injury or a re-injury or just needing, hoping that it was like typically it would heal on its own, but then ended up needing surgery. We never got real confirmation on that, though, right? Typically for meniscus, it should be six to eight weeks in, in terms of, you know, getting back on the court and doing things. But as we know... Dario's had other issues that kind of led to this too. So I, I don't know, man. Like I didn't think it was going to take him a year to get back on the court, and here there they were there they were. And so, well, see, uh, with the ACL tear, I wasn't as surprised it took him long because he did tear it in like game one of the finals. But with this, I, I don't know what the timetable is for his return because the Suns did say in their release there's no timetable for his return to basketball activities. So until we get an update, probably around training camp or whenever, like I don't I don't know I don't know what to think of Dario Sharch other than he's an expiring contract and teams will like that. I don't know how much he's gonna be able to produce on the court. Look, this was the move back in February. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like now okay if it happens, but that was the move that should have been should have been made at the deadline. Yes. And and we should note that Brian Windhorse did report uh leading up to the draft that the Suns were interested in Eric Gordon again, so that's why we brought his name up again. What else we got? All right, trade number two, DeJounte Murray, Jakob Pertl for Dario, DA in a sign-in trade, a 2023 first round, 
and a 2025 first round top 10 protected. Yay or nay? Fuck no. Yay and no. Heart, yay and a heartbeat. No. Oh, you're getting away with murder on this one. <laughs> okay. Well, since you're the odd man out, go ahead and. It's a lot to give up for De- De- Dejounte Murray. That's just a lot. It's like, DeAndre Eaton is what it comes down to. I mean, well, and you're also giving away uh, Dario and two first round picks. Like, mm-hmm. nah, I'm not on board with that one at all. If we're not even going to scout guys, who the hell cares about <laughs> first round picks? And Deal that, them all. It's very true. All right. This one, because I'm getting very different opinions on this in the chat. Yeah. The Spurs are expecting a Drew Holiday-like return in any trade. They're looking for multiple first rounders. They're looking for young players. They're not going to trade a guy who just made his first all-star team at age, what, 25, who's an all-defensive candidate for nothing. So in this case, you're throwing two first-rounders in, but you're also getting Jakob Pertl back, who, as I keep saying, is highly underrated. Highly underrated. One of the best defensive centers in the NBA. He's got a nice little mid-range game. He shot like 62% from the floor last year, and he's a better rim protector than DA is. He's not better on the perimeter, but he's a better rim protector. But what has he ever done? What has DA ever done if we're going to do that? Led like, a team to the finals? He didn't he lead didn't a team, lead a team, a team to the finals. He was the defensive option. anchor of a team that went to the finals. No, Mikael Bridges not leading a team. Oh, get out the of here. not leading a team to the finals. No, he was not. <laughs> I just said that. To just my out. point is oh obviously. My my point, this is the type of bullshit I got to deal with. Like, I don't know if he's being serious or not. <laughs> my point is obviously DA is a better center than Jakob Pertl. I'm not arguing that. But I'm saying if the Suns are of this opinion that they can that they don't want DA back and they can replace him with a league average center, Pirtle is better than league average, and you're getting DeJounte Murray in this deal, and all you're giving up aside from DA is Dario what? and two first. Dario and two first. Like that's Do you think De- DeJounte Murray is is a remarkable improvement over DA? Like there, the win, the win difference. Do you think that there would be a significant difference there? If you get Pirtle in the deal, I don't think remarkable, but I think when it comes to playoff time, you have another guy who can create offense for others instead of a guy who is an elite play finisher but still needs his offense to be created for him for the most part. I, I, I also, do feel I do feel confident that half the chat is like fuck no, and the other half is like fuck yes. <laughs> That's how you know it's a good trade idea when. Half the it's people like hate 50, it and 50. half the people love it. You also have to remember a lot of these thought exercises, as Gerald put it in the beginning, mm-hmm. are also based on the idea that should the Suns really desperately want to get rid of DeAndre in this offseason. Right. Right. OK, it's not necessarily that we're saying the Suns have to get rid of D.A. Yes, because I see all the comments saying like D.A. was huge. The Suns need to keep him. This is a thought experiment around if the Suns decide they have to part Some ways. people love Gerald. Some people are not. This is the first time I've ever seen the chat say mad at Gerald. And let me just, let me just say, to everybody it. bashing on Pirtle has never watched Pirtle play. So don't come to me unless you've Pirtle, actually done your homework, first of all. Okay, Second I of do. all, I'm not arguing that DA is not better than Pirtle. That's Pirtle stupid. That's the value. Like, <laughs> the chat He wouldn't even got up to the rim. <laughs> all right, I'm going to ask what I've feel like is a semi-legitimate question that came up earlier in the chat that I pinned for us. So Henny said, "How if if this trade happens, right, and we mm-hmm. have DeJounte on our team, how's the lineup at the fourth quarter going to look with Murray on this team? Um, that's He said that's why he can't be included maybe after CP3, though. You don't like three guards? <laughs> the Spurs have no use for CP3. And, and I, everybody keeps talking about we should trade CP3 for this or that. 
he doesn't have value to teams like he does on the Suns. Like he came here, he helped build this culture, and with his contract value where it's at right now, other teams are not going to be trading for him unless they're trying to make the same Suns type leap next year. The Spurs aren't in that category at all. So there's like, not really any team out there that's really in that court category specifically. The Lakers like, would be the only team that the would make only a CP3 team, but, yeah. but, but you'd have to take Russell Westbrook. Ooh, yeah, but I, even on top of that, if you're the Lakers, like does CP3 make you a significantly better team than you were last year? I mean, you might be able to argue like, well, Chris Paul's getting up there. I don't know how much better he, they would be. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I look. The one thing I do hate about this is you're sending. DA to the Spurs, and we've talked about that Man, before. I hate the one idea place I don't want him to go. of that, but I do like Murray's game. I don't know. It does cause a problem, though. It gives me point guardians of the galaxy vibes, you know, the old, uh, you know. But they're all better than every I, single I, one I of those it, players. I get it, you're still putting three three guards in your, in your lineup there. So. I think you figure it out later. You have enough talent, and you have your Chris Paul successor. Everybody's focusing on the purdle part of the trade and the <laughs> DA part. DeJounte Murray's the best player in the deal. On either side. He'd, he'd He's be the, the best, best player sixth involved man in, in the, the deal. league. So. Just saying. All right. We're going to move on. <laughs> Hold on. Jill in the chat says, Gerald, this is the worst takes. I swear he's like Skip Bayless at PHNX. I love that they're now. I love that they're now just. First of all, you know they're just making it. First of all, first of all, Gerald, don't give these dudes any. I'm not going to say anything. Also, I came in uh, with such positive fucking vibes today, and and this is the shit that I I get. Like this is the worst too, because y'all are on Gerald's. You know what? And I came in here real hot and spicy at Gerald off the top before the show started. Also, when I had my take about CP3 and Kyrie, half the chat was like, Gerald. And the other half was like, I get it. That's usual though. They never turn on Gerald. Yeah, well. Exactly. Never turn on Jerry. You know what's happening? It's just with all this Kyrie, Katie mm. stuff, likely being dead in the water now. Yep. We all have feelings and we need to direct them at somebody. Yes. Well, I mean, and really. And we're easy targets. So really it's okay. What has happened over the course of the last five <laughs> months is, is Espo and I have constructively torn this thing all the way down to the studs because we hated Lindsay and Gerald being the favorites. <laughs> so, yeah. Some men just like to watch the, the world, world burn. burn. Let's go. That's the two of you. At least, That's why we're wearing black together today. At least they can admit it. At least they can admit it. I love you, Gerald. I know. I know. Gerald, you're, you're our fun. guy and, and screw the chat. It's yeah. just a thought exercise. It's all it is. I've already said on record multiple times on this show, we all feel the same bringing everybody back. If you're not going to get KD is probably the best course. So this is just for shits and gigs. I love Trade Machine Tuesday. I hate it. Uh, (laughs) Well, you mentioned KD. So let's talk about some potential KD trades. This might. Why? Why do we go go back here? Because this might make people feel better that it's not completely dead. I don't know. Why not? Let's, Let's talk about not anyway. dead in the water. Let's go. Let's do it. So we're going to trade Cam and Mikhail. No, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> no? No. Oh, okay. We're going to trade Jay Crowder, Landry Shamit, DeAndre in a sign-in trade, a 2023 first round, a 2025 first round, and a 2027 lottery pick. I think this lottery protected pick. That, thank you, lottery yes. protected pick. We're guaranteeing we're in the lottery. <laughs> That'd be rough. You will have a lottery pick. <laughs> I decided to skip a whole word in there because yeah. I'm charging you for the word now, Daryl. <laughs> I think the Nets laugh you out of the room with this one. Three first rounders? You think the Nets would laugh you out of the room with this one? Yes. DA and three first rounders? I think they're going to demand Cam or McHale as part of it. I don't think they. Laugh I think they you want. The room. I think they want. Will want two young players and a handful of firsts. 
for you if you're going to trade KD on that contract that they have. Uh, I just I, I don't see it. I'm, I'm really down with this. Keep DA, trade Espo. I like that. Oh. Do I get a demand which which uh, well, other Espo's show already I go trying to? to leave to the Cardinals show. Uh, yeah, so. I try, I offer, Espo's been wanting to leave the Suns, so yeah. it's okay. Oh. Look, I, I think with this trade, you have to bear in mind that like the Nets are owing the Rockets a ton of picks for that James Harden trade still. So they want to get some type of draft picks in any deal. Three is a lot on top of DA, but they could possibly push for a more player-based package. And if they do, we also have the other Brooklyn Nets trade scenario uh, which that we is, can talk about, which is DA and Mikhail for KD oh. straight up sign and trade with DA, obviously. Gerald chose violence again. <laughs> This is not new. This is something we've been talking oh, yes. about since I the know. KD I'm thing came to light in the first place. Lobbing grenades today and and, and again, half the of the people out there are completely on board. <laughs> say yes 100%. And the other half are like, hell no, I'm not doing it. So, oh man. Taking oh, man, napalm oh, man. to the chat today so it's fine yeah, um, why the hell not Go i for, it. for me i feel like i've asked you guys before if you would do it and you all said yes too did we yeah i'm pretty sure we did were we ever on the See, record i think so <laughs> and the, here's why this is obviously a lot to give up for kd who's older at this stage but you'd still have chris paul devin booker kd cam johnson and you would need to figure out the center spot but that's still a terrific four-man core you can be creative with your mid-level to be a championship contender with that group. This is a very interesting exercise for Mikhail Bridges because that's essentially what this comes down to. Do you want to trade Mikhail or don't you? Mm -hmm. uh, DA is out of the question. You know you want to trade him for, for KD, but Mikhail has got the heartstrings of a lot of people, and they do not like oh, yeah. the thought of, of Mikhail, you know, runner-up as a defensive player of the year, going to somewhere else. They just do not like it. I, on the other hand, <laughs> I'm okay with this trade. Yeah. I, I would do it. I would do it because you have four years of Kevin Durant. Um, you have one more year of a CP3. He comes off the books next year. Uh, well, half of his contract does. And you still have wiggle room to get other players. Like, I'm okay with it. I, I, I'm about to pour the gas, light the match, and throw it. Oh, no. I would go I would go as far as saying you trade DA, McHale, and Cam. No. No, 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 no. Look, Too you much. talked about you have to be bold. Do you want to win a championship? Do you want to be the bridesmaid and not the bride like we are in Arizona? Pull, pull, you... Put on the chaps and, and let's do it. Let's go straight for that. There, you know, I, that I want if you're going to get a superstar, go all in and make it happen. If that's the cost of doing business, then that's the cost of doing business. <laughs> I would do it in a heartbeat. But you also don't want to gut your roster so bad that it's just because then it would just be Booker, Chris Paul, KD, Crowder. You'd still need to fill the center spot. Yeah. And your so best bench player is campaign or Landry Shamit. Give me. Give me that $6.3 million exception that I'm going to get some guy that's like, I want a title. I'll take I'll take a little uh, reduction to get in on some of that sweet, sweet championship. Mm. Well, why not? Okay, how about how about this package? Because the DA and McHale thing was for a reason. It wasn't just I'm picking two of the three young players. It's because their salaries match in a sign-and-trade with KD. If you did KD for DA, Cam Johnson, Landry Shamit, Torrey Craig, and two first-round picks – in like 2023, 2025, or 2027, would you do that? D 
DA, Cam Johnson, Shamit, Tory Craig, and two first rounders yes. for KD. Oh, yeah. Well, hell I yeah. wouldn't even think about hell it. Hell yeah. Okay. No, I wouldn't even Can- blink. Mikhail gives me pause. Mm-hmm. Cam does not. Okay. No, I know I, a lot I of people agree. are reverse, mm-hmm. and a lot of people love Cam. Um, they think he has a higher offensive upside than Mikhail, but I'm not one of those guys. Well, I Mikhail to me, oh, I, mean, I, I definitely pause more with Mikhail than I do Cam for sure. Uh, can we scroll back up? Uh, Brendan Clean, yeah. one of the friends of the program in here, says, wouldn't feel real to win a championship uh, with a bot team. Uh, I call bullshit on that. Does anybody remember the one championship in Arizona, the Arizona Diamondbacks in t- 2001? Half, this crap. Sh- Half of them don't. No, but that shit <laughs> felt amazing. And that was the most bot team in the history of sports. And that was an amazing title. And I would never trade that memory in for anything so yeah i'd buy a damn title if i could also after 50 plus seasons of sons basketball do you think i give a shit how they win a championship i just want to know what it feels like because the diamondbacks happened in three years whereas the whereas the Suns have been the, the valley franchise for half a century like i just want to taste that you know how much I don't care if it's bought. If it, don't if care. I could write a check for two billion dollars and give it to the NBA and it guaranteed a title, I'd still take it that way too. I don't care. I I won't deny him because I agree with him as far as it would feel better if this group oh, that's yes. homegrown, home drafted, sure. fan favorites, like the vibes from that twenty twenty one finals run, the bubble run, even last year up to the playoffs were in the words of Devin Booker immaculate like it was so fun I don't think I'd go that far if you trade you know Bridges and DA or Cam and DA for after last season after last season like if you let's just let's just play devil's advocate after Mm -hmm. last season and the way they just fell on their face and and it just was sad and almost reminded us like oh that's why we cherished the year before so much Mm -hmm. And then this year, if we had whatever group we had and they somehow led us all the way to the championship, I think the same vibes would happen as the year before last where it was just they were immaculate. And especially if you know, like, we are the better team, we should win this championship. With Milwaukee, there was there was always that little, Justin, I don't know. They do have Giannis. And if he turns it on at the right time, maybe they could come back. And then they did. Mm-hmm. And it was like you never quite felt that way about the Suns, this this would be a different scenario. So I, I I would absolutely love it. Can we can we scroll up? There was a comment I want to address. Well, while you're scrolling up, here, I do uh, think... Um, right there, James. Espo, you're crazy? <laughs> oh, that they would sell your <laughs> soul to the devil I, for a ring? I already have tried that, and it hasn't worked. <laughs> all right? I do it so. myself. Thank it you very much. Jinx. It didn't work. Oh, I wow. think um, <laughs> as far as like a bot championship goes, if you could keep at least... If James Jones could figure out a way to get KD here without including Mikel in a trade, I don't feel like it feels bought. Like, if you still have Book and Mikel on this team, I, I don't know that I would say it feels completely bought. Now, if you don't have Mikel, you don't have DA, and you don't have Cam, then maybe you could say that. If it's nobody's just a, book, nobody's a son until they're here and they put on a uniform. Like, I don't care if you had to trade to get guys or you had to sign guys. Like, would I love a championship with McHale, DA, Cam, and Booker being the centerpieces? Hell yes, that would feel great. But I'd also love a championship if it was any other freaking human being in a son's uniform. I don't care how you get there. The real question is, is, do you take a Western Conference championship with a new owner or win the finals with the current one? 
That's the real. Question. I would take a title <laughs> with Satan himself as owner of the Suns. Oh, That's no. where I'm at. I My don't hell? care. I want to oh, watch no. the world burn. Oh no! <laughs> um, look, I think it would obviously mean more if you have Book and at least one other of the core that Cam, Cam, Mikhail, Da core. But like, it, if this ownership hadn't had Come such a track record side. of being cheap and trading draft yeah. picks for money and all that stuff, I would probably lean into that harder. But like, if you have to buy a championship, that'd be the first time this franchise has done that. So like do yeah. it. A willingness to spend money. Is it, what, it will, is it the track right. record? It won't, right? it won't, it won't be as meaningful. I don't think, but it'll, it's still a championship, still a title. Still what, take how is it not as meaningful? Oh, winning the title, having the Larry O'Brien trophy, getting a banner in the building, no matter how you do it, is meaningful. Also, it how is, can, but how not you, as meaningful. But how can you compare something that's never happened? Well, because it, it's just common sense. Like, if you do it with your homegrown players, guys that the fans have grown to love over years, versus Booker, KD, and a bunch of randos that they bring in on veteran minimums, that's not... It's still a championship, don't get me wrong, but it's not to the same what, level as the other. What scenarios. have you ever it's heard Lakers fans go, you know, uh, only like two of those banners really count? <laughs> we don't want to be Lakers because, fans. Do we uh, want to be Lakers fans? Dude, I would take I 16 championships <laughs> yeah, in a second. Yeah. Oh, what? I don't want to be a Lakers fan. I don't fan. want to be one of the greatest franchises of all time. Yeah, girl, I don't girl. want it. I said Lakers fans, not the Lake, not a fan you of the Lakers. Like, I don't want to be the Lakers fan. I don't think the Lakers organization ever, ever went, man, I really regret. Buying Shaq and getting Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, they weren't Lakers, so those titles kind of sucked. But, you know, like, I just, I don't, and that's not a, I just, I don't get the argument. Yes, would it be nice to do it with guys you drafted, a team you built? Sure, mm -hmm. it would. But, like, that's all I'm saying. Nobody, that scenario is nicer than the other one. Okay. One but, is better like, than the other. We can say that. no. They're both great. I think they're, they're, I think they're equal. They're uh, not. I, wow. <laughs> You well, you don't want to is, see Mikhail and Cam and Booker hoisting a trophy. You'd rather see KD Book and a bunch of randos who have played here for one Shane, year. Shane, do we take all the sharp objects away from Gerald <laughs> so he doesn't stab Espo in the throat right now? We can say that they'd both be great and we would take both in a heartbeat, but to deny that one is better than the other Why? is ridiculous. Why is it better? I'm not going to feel any better if it's <laughs> Mikhail hoisting it or if it's Kevin Durant hoisting it. I don't give a shit as Espo. long as it's a title. It is better because. Because you have more of an investment in the people who I did have it. 54 years of it. Well, okay. 30, <laughs> 38 years of investment. I was in like, damn, that's well, you old as you know look, what? Look, there I are died, people. I got reincarnated <laughs> and I came back to the same shit. It's bullshit. I've had two lives and I've had to deal with this. He really did sell his soul to the devil. He died once, came I, back. I, still I just keep coming back and there's no title. This is how you know Espo's gone to the dark side with his voice. It's a really high pitch call. This, this is like the sports version of Russian Doll. I just keep coming back and there's no title. Oh, man. I get that either one would be great. I'm just saying, if you have a more investment, if you have more of an investment in the people who do it, you'd probably love it a, a smidge more. I don't more. give a shit if they trade Devin Booker to get the title. Wow. On the next Brendan, episode. <laughs> Brendan said, you're welcome for the chaos. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Brendan. Appreciate you, you the match and away. <laughs> Brendan, I hope you visit me in the cardiac ward of the hospital, all right? Max, Max oh Simpson in the chest says, you guys are louder than the solar company, <laughs> 
next door. <laughs> that is an that is an epic, uh, epic inside joke. Yeah, these guys right here. Listen, so loud. listen. Okay, all I'm saying is we know that Four Peaks is there for you on the ups and the downs. So is OGs. <laughs> Somebody bring me some OGs. Espo needs some OGs right now. He needs that. What is it? With the is it Indica? Indica. Is he like, needs to calm down. Like if you give me sativa right now, oh Espo God. needs some of those uh, OGs, scratch made THC, some Indica brand ones. So he can just calm down, he can zen out, he can breathe through all the BS and come back tomorrow in a better mood. And if you guys also need that, OGs just launched their first ever limited additional seasonal flavor, Pina Colada, perfect pineapple and creamy coconut blend, perfect for the summertime. So check out OGs online at OGsBrands.com or on Instagram (laughs) at OGsBrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Oh my I need, God, I need a championship. I need a championship dealer. Anybody know where I can get my fix? Because I need a bad boys. I, I need oh a bad. Gosh. Oh there's a there's a, a comment in the chat that said Espo would kill Jedi younglings for a championship. <laughs> if I could wipe the Star Wars franchise off the face of the planet in order for the uh, Suns to get a championship, Espo also accidentally walked into something by saying I would trade Devin Booker for yeah, a championship. Yeah, everyone said. Take that back. And You've gone okay, too okay, far. Okay, okay, okay. Now it's my now it's my turn to light the match. Gerald just shook his head no for the I'm, Star Wars trade. I'm not even touching it. I'm not touching it. <laughs> I've had enough for oh, today. Oh my god. Oh man. <laughs> I would I'm not lying. I would trade Devin Booker if it guaranteed a championship. Okay. I would trade my mother if it guaranteed a championship. <laughs> stop talking. My wife. Not my daughter. That's where I draw the line. I draw the line at daughter. I was about to go up to list for you. The rest of my family. Sorry, guys. Well, you know, we can't promise that Espo is safe from Gerald or that Gerald is safe from Saul or that Saul is safe from me or that your souls or your mothers or your wives are safe from being traded and or sold to a certain someone. But what I can tell you is that we want you to at least be as safe and healthy as you possibly can. So COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone. Five and older. Those 12 Boom. and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. This one signed by Kyrie. Oh, God. I think we need to leave now. I think uh, so. Thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs> We appreciate you and all the chaos that was today. Uh, Chris in the chat said, get the tortillas, Lindsay. Yes, tomorrow we are going to do a tortilla challenge. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be fighting in the red corner at the Four Peaks Brewery. And that will be a part of our show. So tune in as always 2 p.m. on our YouTube channel. Just like always, if you miss it, of course, you can always catch it later or wherever you listen to your podcast. Until then. Uh, thank you. We appreciate you. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, go ahead. So Re- worried. Remember, I'd trade each and every one of you and your families for a son's championship. Ahoy, hoy. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX, though. Lindsay Gerald Espo. Saul passed the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. I'll always wreck the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B. Always on the job, my team move like the mob. Turn the beat on, I throw it down like DA on the lot. Best combo since KJ Marley and Charles.